0: Welcome to the Decentralized Opportunity Podcast, a weekly podcast discussing innovative ideas in business and technology from unconventional and often overlooked sources. I'm your host, Tanner Lytle. Here with your other host.
1: Wyatt Carson.
0: Hi, Tanner. Hey, well, let's just kick off quickly and introduce our guests. We have Charles Cormier. He is the CEO of Top Leads. He's a serial entrepreneur, podcaster, fitness person all sorts of stuff and he's been really gracious of giving us a few minutes of his time because he was saying he has over a dozen meetings today
2: yeah pretty busy exciting yeah. times though
0: well i guess um first question let's jump off kind of rapid fire style if you want to kind of give us a little backstory of who you are and what's kind of brought you to where you are today
2: yeah I started in agencies i started in sales precisely my first boss became my mentor and he quickly became my co-founder. Uh, he saw a lot of potential in me. I have always been smart, but uh, kind of a, a misfit in the system. The educational system was never really for me, although I excelled in it uh, in the first part of my life. After that became a mess. I spent all the time outside the class. Uh, teachers didn't want me in. It was a little class clown. And... My dad is an entrepreneur. I guess I got some inspiration of that. Uh, that first uh, agency, which I started with my mentor, I decided to go solo after a month or two. I had a lot of belief in myself. So much so that, yeah, like when I started my first agency, I closed a first 4K deals. I think that was on day 10 uh, by cold calling straight up. I don't do much cold calls nowadays, although I might restart with my new mentor, um, that's top sales guy in the industry. And basically, yeah, uh, I, since then I've never really looked back. The entrepreneurial life uh, brought me amazing things, challenges, uh, not in this recession, it's interesting times to say the least, but that's, that's how I like it. And I love to be out of the comfort zone. I like to test out ideas. I am a product market fit obsessed individual, so testing out various industries with various product offerings. We could talk more about that today, but yeah, very creative and innovative type of person
1: and yeah, I don't really fit the mold uh, to the least. Don't fit the mold. That that's I think describes what I'm seeing of your online presence and what I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit today. Is you are on every platform, you're LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, plus you're running three businesses, plus you do like Ironmans and marathons. And how do you, and, and you have, you know, 20 meetings today. Um, how do you manage all this? You've got to be a, a time management savant.
2: Um well, I use calendars, obviously, but also it's it's part of my personality and my biochemistry and my neuroplasticity. I thrive under complexity if you put me in like one lane uh lots of people they talk about focus, yes, focus is important, but yeah, I drive doing all of these things you know, and digging tunnel between each um area of specialty, so for example, the Iron Man. Mindset, I bring it to my business. I'm also launching a, a business in that field this year. I can tell you more about that later on. Um, but to me, you know, when I look at my life, it's not stressful. Um, I go to bed at like 8 p.m., I start reading, and I sleep very good. Uh it's just how I'm made, and also like obviously when you um have such a busy schedule and have a high energy output, you're tired at the end of the day. And yeah, I, I I follow my passion. I do what I love and I'm on various platforms, but I'm not uh, successful on all of those. For example, Twitter, I've been talking to myself since the past two years. There's a lot of golds in there, but like, yeah, I have zero audience. Um And guess what? I don't care. Like I'm my own audience. I post mostly for, for myself, you know, like it's weird, but I like re-seeing my tweets that I wrote like two years ago just to see where I was at. In terms of mindset, I like building in public, and yeah, I just thrive under that that type of stuff. You know, I'm not the type of guy to focus on one thing. Um, I, I also think you can miss a bunch of opportunities. For example, the AI um, era that we that we've entered officially this year, like in a pretty strong way. If I was focused on one thing, and by the way, I am. I'm in sales, but I'm also I, I also have my horizons open. I have my mind open, I have my guard down and that means I can get punched in the face, but I can also dodge and I can also like be more flexible and be more on the offensive, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you, you mentioned sales and one of the things I wanted to discuss with you about is cold sales development, just regular sales development, outreach, what is it that most business people, most startups, most founders are doing wrong to build up their customer base and start?
2: Yeah, experimenting is mostly the the answer to that. We use Apollo and Sandgrid uh, to scale or cold outreach campaigns, uh, mostly via email. We also do a bit of the LinkedIn outreach and are introducing calls uh, soon, uh, soon sooner or later. Basically. People, they outreach to like 15 people a day and they write like hyper-personalized message to never get them answered. That's not the solution. Solution is to hit scale, hit a a grand quantity, um, have nice message, still have nice copy and have targeted campaigns, have a relevant offer that will hit some pain points, but hit some substantial quantity, which is in my book, at least a thousand emails per day for one campaign to test out if it works or not. And to see if there's product market fit, and then getting all these market ideas, for example, edge tech, fintech, intratech, um, doctors, lawyers, whatever, although I don't recommend the, the latter, um, with a bunch of product variants. So is it oh commission only? Is it having a guarantee? Is it TikTok? Is it Instagram ads? Is it YouTube remarketing? And see where the fit is between both. Uh, getting that product market fit. That's like the startup Bible. Like uh, that's what Silicon Valley will tell you. And yeah, Silicon Valley, Valley are definitely leaders in that field. So that's what I advise people to do. With this approach, you're kind of anti-fragile because you're always testing things. And you may find three times out of a thousand some fits. And When you find those fits, all you need to do is double down. And that's where fortunes are being made. Some people, they hit luck quite early in their career um they get that product market fit after their second experiment and they're like i'm a genius and maybe they are you know maybe they did the mental work and they had all the data in their brain to tell them that uh edge uh, fin- uh, tiktok for uh, edge tech was the the right niche but yet like me i've never been <laughs> really the the luck guy i've been mostly like the the hustle guy and that means to deploy all of these tests with a scalable platform and see where you can get the fit. And once you do, you just double down on it and that's how you get rich basically.
1: So you're casting a really wide net, seeing what works and then focusing on that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, if you could grant me the, uh, the, the ability here, I've, I have been doing my research and I've, I've been reading through your essays on your website, which obviously I'll link in this podcast, but one paragraph in one of your essays really hit with me and I'd like to read it real quick and, and get your thoughts a little elaboration. So uh, the, the essay post is a day in the life of success. And this paragraph, I speak to all kinds of entrepreneurs daily. They are the best window to the world as they run it literally. But I also speak to politicians, futurists, authors, speakers, coaches, etc. I battle test my ideas weekly, weakening some of my hypothesis, strengthening others, consolidating my knowledge, synthet- synthesizing my learnings. It's a constant feedback loop between learning and instant implementation pract- slash practicing. I spend my day researching, talking to people, reading, and getting smarter by the day. That stuck with me as someone who ov- obviously has a podcast, and and you have a couple. Um, I really love that, and and this is kind of where I I assumed that cast a wide net uh, before we even spoke. It, it, that paragraph explains it. You're talking to everyone. You're not just focusing on one individual niche because multiple people from different industries can provide insight that you can use in others. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah. Well, first I'm uh, caught me smiling when I was listening to this, because often I make errors um, in my, uh, when I write, I'm not like first language English and I just post stuff without reviewing it, especially back in these days. So I'm surprised that I wrote something that good. That's one. (laughs) Uh, Two. Um, I, yes, there's some truth to this, but um, this year I'm most, I mostly focus on CEOs, truth be told. Why? Because I found less value in most authors, more politicians. Well, I've tried politicians, and yeah, not not super pretty. Um, Why? I mean, that might say that might sound elitist, but CEOs they drive industries. They're super smart people. They're like top performance machine. Uh, politicians, obviously, depending on where they are in the world. Uh, if I talk to politicians in Mexico, although the situation is getting better here, um, yeah, most of them are, you know, corrupt and not, they don't, they have a peanut uh, instead of a brain. Um, and basically CEOs, they always, uh, are on the battlefield. Um, they're fighting and they have a lot of insights. So yes, I tried to cast my net wide, but this year I, I'll be more focused on, on CEOs because I, I don't know. I just didn't have the, the best of fit with uh, non entrepreneurial folks. You know, it's like if we're speaking different languages. And, but yeah, like I, I do have appreciation for these folks. This year, I'm also going to outreach to athletes, athletes like SEALs and, and athletes. We get along very well because it's the same mentality, it's the same grit. And, but yeah, there's still value in talking with a bunch of people. I'm going to restart that. Obviously, there's less ROI. Uh, in talking with politicians v s people that are in my field, I can get insights that I can monetize or they can become directly my clients and I have this this podcast funnel that i've uh started trying this year, although it's not the main purpose of my podcast, the main purpose is learning so yeah these are my variants uh sometimes conflicting opinions on that that
0: question. Mm -hmm. So of all the conversations you've had with CEOs so far, what are some of the big standouts to you that really resonated that you could share with our audience here?
2: Well, um, finance, finance focus is one Um, systems, systematic focus is two. HR, although I've, I've lost faith in HR and that faith went in AI this year um, is, is three. Ford is, it's not necessarily always speaking with CEOs, but just listening to some CEOs and coming back to the thesis of casting your net wide, you know, who's the most successful entrepreneur of all time and who has proven time after time that he's the king? It's Elon Musk, you know? Um, so it's like we, we can derive various insights with what he's done. Here's, he's weird as hell, you know, he embraces, um, this weirdness. Um, he thinks very futuristically, he goes for moonshot all the time. He's not wasting his time on running a cold email agency. Although like, yeah, I still give myself some credit for that, but you know, like I have the urge nowadays to, to launch something bigger than myself, which is mostly longevity. Um, but yeah, have moonshots, you know, have moonshots and have relentless execution and be willing to put it all on the line. Yeah. People don't like the hustle culture, but yeah, look at Elon. Elon. Doesn't have a life outside of business. That's, that's the truth. So if that's what you want, that's a, the kind of sacrifice you need to make. You, you need to have it all out. And maybe at some point of your life, you can rest, but yeah, I have big goals. Um, I, I think most CEOs do have, uh, these ambitious goals. And yeah, you need to have a good plan. So you need to think well. You need to ex- execute well. And you, you need to do that for long enough for yourself to be successful. And these are the the Jeff Bezos uh, laws, you know, be smart,
1: work hard and work long. Wonderful. Well, we are at essentially your time, right? So we need to wrap up. Um, Tanner, final thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mostly just want to ask before you leave, Charles, what are you working on now? And what's kind of your plans moving to the future? You kind of teased us a little bit with things that you're coming up with.
2: Yeah. Um, longevity is uh, one business. Then I have another Ironman similar business, but from home, uh, that I'm planning, uh, this year, 80, 90% of my hustle will be on this cold email agency, which is very much anti fragile. Uh, so those would be for the next plans, a bit of podcasts and yeah, just getting back in the trenches, I'd say, you know, in the recession, there's no better time in doing that. And when I do that, I also improve my product. So that will be the focus this year.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we'll put links in all of our uh, show notes and on our website and everything. So where people can find you, reach out to you on LinkedIn, connect up, and hopefully uh, make some great connections that way. So again, thank you so much, Charles, for joining. Thank you so much,
2: guys.